bunch of crazy dogs and have some fun! Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Cosa Nostra studios, I'm Matty Buller, and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. This is our look at the marquee games for week six in the NFL, including the Sunday and Monday nighter. And he's got a sandwich game for you. I've got a couple Moneyline Matty picks coming down the pipe, but first, with me as always from Almost Wise Guys Central, his Niners are just rolling through the NFC West. It's Andy the Prognosticator Attridge. How about those Niners, Pally? Uh, good, man. We're coach killers. We're coach killers. Oh, man. I You know, it's really funny. I'm not saying anything bad about young quarterbacks, but anytime you get a young quarterback, it's probably like a band with a new lead singer. It takes time to, for the chemistry. Jimmy yeah. G, the best thing that happened to the Niners is that he couldn't land anywhere else. No. Because the so minute he takes over, it's old home day in San Francisco. Yeah, everyone's in love with him again. I never wasn't, for the record. No, you were always a Jimmy G guy. Always a Jimmy G guy. It's not no nothing against Trey Lance, but if we want to win this year, uh, he's our guy. I always kind of pictured you in bed with like a Jimmy G leg pillow. I, I actually have one of those, but let's not. No, talk see, there you go. That's why we're good friends. We know each other well. Yeah. Um, it was also pretty interesting. We're going to be talking about the Bills later, but uh, it looked like the Bills versus uh, somebody's scrimmage team. Holy shit. They were just G Gabe Davis had like 180 yards on like well, five or six catches career days before it was even halftime. Oh, that was unreal, man. Yeah. What did he have at halftime? Like two catches for 160 yards. Well, yeah, because one was 98 and the other one was 62, I think. Yeah, Josh Allen's got a bit of a cannon back there, that's for sure. You got me feeling like I'm Josh Allen. To kind of switch gears, but he's a football guy, but he's a meathead football guy. He's in the media. We got Herschel Walker, the Republican Senate nominee in Georgia. We found out now this whole abortion scandal that he actually paid for this woman's abortion in, in 2009, told the New York Times that he urged her to terminate a second pregnancy two years later. They ended their relationship after she refused, and in a series of interviews, the woman said Mr. Walker had barely been involved in their new 10-year-old son's life, offering little more than a court-ordered child support and some occasional gifts. So obviously, boots on the ground, Andy went wheels up, and he's heading to Georgia on the Herschel Walker campaign, and he got the top five yet-to-be-released surprising revelations. Number five. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker is actually the illegitimate son of J.J. Walker. Number four. Well, as a co-chair on the President's Council of Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition, he spent most of his evenings at happy hour eating pub food and drinking beer. Not the pork chops, my friend. It's this little carb monster here. Get rid of that poison. We're on a full keto diet here, my friend. Here. Fix that. There we go. That's much better. There was a close call. That's right. Here's our keto burger. Yeah, there you go. See where the most dangerous part, the bread, is replaced with fried chicken. Number three. Is secretly being groomed as the next James Bond. Neither did he. I spent time at Quantico at the FBI training school. Y'all didn't know I was an agent. I should probably shouldn't tell y'all that. Number two. 
recently revealed himself as Satoshi Nakamoto, the presumed pseudonymous person who developed Bitcoin. Where? Bitcoin. What's Bitcoin? Bitcoin is the first decentralized digital cryptocurrency that works without a central bank. Well, that sounds interesting. Yeah, and it's so simple to use. Transactions take place through the use of cryptography and are verified by network nodes and recorded in an immutable public distributed ledger called a blockchain. What could be simpler than that? Nothing. It sounds great. Right. So is it like investing in stocks? Kind of, but not at all. While attending the University of Georgia, he quietly earned a master's agricultural degree in livestock reproduction. So I've been telling this little story about this bull out in the field with six cows and three of them are pregnant. So you know you got something going on. What did you just say to me? All right, let's fire it up, buddy. Yeah, man, let's fire it up. Oh, Go! All right, our first game on the docket, we head to the Pacific Northwest where the Seattle Seahawks, the surprising Seattle Seahawks, are at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Two and a half is actually, it was at uh, Seattle plus three, now it's Seattle plus two and a half. Seattle one and one at home, cards two and oh on the roads. But how about this? Geno Smith highest qb rating in the league right now sitting at a healthy 113.2 last week added three more touchdowns and no picks to his stats 139.7 rating as well and in fact gino could throw his next 34 consecutive passes into the dirt and he would still have a higher completion percentage than russell wilson so let gino cook <clears throat> Let him cook, baby. What do we always say about Russell Wilson and a couple other quarterbacks? The cologne that takes the stink off the defense. Well, it's still happening in Seattle. Their defense remains a huge concern. Last two games, they've allowed 958 total yards, and they sit dead last in the league in yards allowed per game, and they rank 31st in surrendering 30.8 points a game. It's almost like they feel they'd have a better chance if they just got their offense back on as quickly as possible. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, it's almost like uh, the other side of the coin is Arizona. You know, for to motivate them, they need they need to be in the hole by a few scores. To, um, to put this in perspective, they haven't scored a first quarter point all season in any game. And I think that's going to change this week because they're going against a really crappy defense and... I heard Kyler Murray's actually doing his homework, watching some game film. How dare you? Let's look at things from a Seattle point of view right now. Shithawks. Big, dirty shithawks. Metcalf and Lockett have been the biggest beneficiaries of this Geno Smith bonanza, both tallying up huge numbers last week and for the season. And tight end Noah Fant has been getting in on the action as well, getting a lot of looks. And, you know, if he can't go to to lock it he can check down and he's got a great target in fant and arizona's pass defense has been a weakness this year opposition quarterbacks have combined for a 101.1 passer rating 69.1 percent completion percentage and eight tutties um, now i will give arizona credit they really managed to tighten up last week and played a pretty decent game against a really tough eagles team but i think the biggest 
issue with me, Andy, is Murray has had a less than spectacular start to the season. 84.3 rating, under six yards at attempt, six touchdowns, three picks for you non-Matthews. That's a two-to-one ratio. Not super awesome. Is this a blip, or is he going to have a complete shit season? I, I think the answer lies in with their home and away record, which is reciprocal to what most teams do. In their past 12 games, they covered the spread 10 of them. And last I checked, this game is being played in Washington State. And as long as they don't crap the bed with untimely penalties and sort of limit their turnovers, I think they could win this one fairly easily. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, I, I like Geno Smith, but I just don't see him at the top of that QBR list for, for the rest of the season. I think this is going to be a statement game within their division. And I will, uh, I'll take the Arizona laying the points on the road, as long as it stays a field goal or under. So I waffled on this one. It's pretty tough for me, but, um, before I get on it, a great prop to hit here when I was doing my deep dive, uh, Marquise Brown's over under on bet 365 is 69 and a half yards. And I'd say the over's close to a gimme here. Brown is averaging 83.4 yards per game coming into this game, and Seattle's pass defense is fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. The cards on the road. That's it. If this was in the desert, I might be taking Seattle. But I think I'm taking the cards because they're they're road dogs and they love being there. So uh, let's go cards. Like, hey, you're a quarterback in the NFL. If you want to be worth fuck, like you're going to have to watch film. Up next, a game that at the beginning of the year, people would have thought, oh, we'll just change the channel. There's got to be something better on. But now, with the resurgence of the New York Giants, this game just got interesting. The G-Men are at home. Five and a half point dogs against the visiting Baltimore Ravens. Five and a half is, as Andy likes to say, a, a kind of a dead number. That's for sure. Andy, what do you think here? I So the G-Men, they've been playing some pretty good defense. In Baltimore, they've been coming, they've been getting some starts, but haven't been able to finish. Yeah, the Giants are playing old school football. They're playing defense well. They're running the ball well. Not making too many mistakes on offense. Last week, Baltimore needed a last second field goal to beat division rival Cincinnati Bengals. Next week, they play another division rival, the Cleveland Browns. So... They go to this week in between to the Big Apple. It's an almost wise guys sandwich game. What are you? An idiot sandwich. I don't know how many games Justin Tucker exactly has had to be clutch in order for these Ravens to win, but he should be the one getting the $250 million contract. If the Giants have any chance of winning this one, it's going to have to be on the ground. Their receiving core is an absolute mash unit. And the Ravens are able to shut down the pass. They're also pretty good against the run, but uh, only allowing just slightly less than 100 yards per game, which is good for sixth in the league. Saquon Barkley has essentially been a one-man show, accounting for 533 of the team's 895 yards rushing this season. 
He did sustain a shoulder injury in, against the Packers last week, but he looks like he's ready to go. Baltimore ranks 28th in the league, giving up almost 400 yards per game. And I think this game, the Giants are going to make a better effort to get tight end Daniel Bellinger involved. He's fourth round draft pick this year out of San Diego State. Big target, six foot five. And the more he participates, the less heat that Saquon has to take, the less heat that Danny Dimes has to take. And I really don't think last week against the Pack was an anomaly. I like what Brian Dable's doing, and I like them to keep rolling. I would invite players from both teams down to the Lower East Side to Katz's Deli, made famous by the movie When Harry Met Sally. Their signature sandwich is the pastrami on rye. The sandwich is really quite simple, with just four components. Pastrami, beef that's been brined, dried, seasoned, smoked, and steamed in between two slices of rye bread that are coated with mustard all of which come with an optional, but recommended, sour pickle on the side. It's this simplicity and the sheer delicious smoky juiciness of Katz's pastrami perfectly complemented by that bit of acidity that makes the sandwich so damn good. Yes! 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 Oh! 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 Oh, God! Oh! I'll have what she's having. Mmm, sandwich. Check, Nina. Kansas City. You ready? You ready? Three, two, one, go. Welcome to the Red Kingdom. Yeah. Well, and up next, we've got a game that many an NFL fan had circled on their calendar to look forward to. I don't think you got to be a fan of either team to want to tune into this one because it's going to be a banger. Of course, I'm talking about the Kansas City Chiefs playing host to the Buffalo Bills. Kansas City, two and a half point dogs at home. And uh, here's what I kind of found interesting watching Kansas City Las Vegas last week is Kansas City had a lot of trouble with just one elite receiver, Devontae Adams, of course I'm referring to, uh, against the Raiders. And now they've got two elite receivers, because I'm going to put Gabe Davis in that with his wheels and the Josh Allen's ability to lead him. Um, so he's got two elite receivers, a legit threat at tight end, and a quarterback who's playing at Madden legend levels coming to town. And what's even worse for KC is they've got the 18th, ranked defense in the nfl it's it's allowed 12 tds and almost 70 percent completion percentage by opposition quarterbacks also only has one takeaway kansas city two and three against the spread buffalo three one and one andy where do we even begin what's going on here well let's begin you mentioned that uh you know last week all they had to do was shut down Devonte adams like, even the boom mic guy couldn't shut down Devontae Adams. Las Vegas Raiders' Devontae Adams has been charged with assault after allegedly shoving a photographer to the ground. You got knocked the fuck out, man! 
I believe it's a misdemeanor, but uh, I think this guy's setting himself up for a, a hefty lawsuit. Because quite frankly, if I had gotten trucked by Devontae Adams in the player's tunnel while I was at work, I would have a cervical collar on the next time anybody at work saw me so I could make sure my compensation claim was adequately paid. Oh, I'm hurt. Oh, my neck, my back, my neck and my back. Oh, I want a hundred and fifty. Well, let's start with the Bills defense. They're fourth in the league in passing yards allowed. And here's all you need to know is two are two numbers, eight and three. They've allowed three touchdowns on defense so far this year. They've got eight interceptions. I mean, <laughs> well, dude, 67.8 uh, opposition quarterback rating throughout the year and less than six yards per attempt. Yeah. And like you said, eight picks, only three touchdowns. I, I agree. And by the way, these guys have to be stoked. They got their number one corner, Tredavious White, back from injury this week. Well, everyone's, yeah, everyone's talking about how pro- prolific their offense is, and for great reason. But yeah, they're, don't overlook this defense. It's awesome. So to combine the two and meld them, their margin of victory is 18 points a game, which is good for first in the league. My 49ers are second in the league. At half that number, 9.4. That's as much of head and shoulders as they are above the rest of the league when you combine both the offensive and defensive stats. Do you have a weather report for this game, Andy? It's I didn't see anything uh, you odd. Know what? Did I you? looked at it uh, sorry, yesterday and nothing particularly unusual in the show. Yeah, like a regular fall day in Kansas City and without a lot of wind. The show me states is show me some regular weather. All right. Well, you know what? I think the Bills will line keeping Allen upright all year long. Now, the Chiefs have a decent pass rush, but that Bills will line will be able to keep him at bay a little bit, and Josh Allen can well, extend pass, a play, and pass, his, his receivers can get downfield. Pass rush is only effective if the Zebras keep the laundry out of their pockets. First two foul. I'll pick this up. On number 99 of the defense, F3 tackle the quarterback. He's giving them business down there. Now, let's also keep in mind, you know, the – Bills have an extra day of rest because the Chiefs played on Monday night. And in fact, they have an extra day and an extra half of rest because most of their uh, first stringer guys were on the bench by halftime because they, they had that much of a lead over the Steelers. Yeah, what blows me away is I see a lot of those like predictors or whatever they're called online and they're all like 60.7% Kansas City wins this game. And Buffalo is 2-1 and one away. I know Kansas City's 2-0 and at home, but they haven't gotten off to some great starts. And I think they're not the team they were when they were charging a few years ago in Super Bowl bound. Um, they're kind of like Andy, Andy Reid after too many cheeseburgers. They just seem sluggish this year. A little lethargic. Well, any anytime you remove Tyreek Hill from your offense, you're going to seem sluggish. Yeah, you're going to seem slow because you don't have somebody running Olympic speeds down the sidelines. Dude, I'm taking the Bills here to cover. I'm taking the Bills. Circle the fucking wagons. And the Sunday nighter this week. Well, let me say this has to be the most anticipated Cowboys-Eagles matchup since Aikman was squaring off under center against Randall Cunningham. 
the Eagles at home against division rival Dallas Cowboys. Now, Philadelphia, six and a half point favorites. So right away, I could tell you, Andy, because I feel the same way, is probably not going to like that highest spread on a division rivalry, especially in prime time. But here's something I want to put up for Dallas. Under Cooper Rush, Dallas has gone four and one against the spread, and the Eagles are three and two against the spread. Also, Dallas, two and oh away, Eagles two and oh at home. Something's got to give. And for once, I'm looking forward to seeing these two chuckleheads fight it out in prime time. Oh, absolutely. I am too. I mean, you can say that Dak Prescott's still injured, but I'm sure that Jerry Jones told him that he was still injured. In hockey, he would be a healthy scratch. He would be a healthy scratch. In football, at least you can mask it a little bit and say, no, Dak, honestly, your, your, your finger, your thumb, not good. Just sit down for another game. We're, we're all- yeah, he heard it finger-banging his dumper. Oh, yeah, that's that would make sense, right? That is a disgusting act. And speaking of dumpers, the horses are getting ready in Philly. Another championship, horse shit-eating. We might have. Might have an interesting sandwich game next week, Maddie. Maybe you can get him to eat a shit sandwich. That would be fun. Oh, a little. That's called <laughs> foreshadowing uh, for those of you who aren't into literature. But no joke, man. Uh, Cowboys defense. Let's talk about them first. They have not surrendered more than 19 points in any of their first five games. And in their winning streak, since Cooper Rush has come on board, they're averaging 13.25 points per game. That's that's incredible. Second in the NFL in sacks, averaging four per game. I mean, you got Demarcus Lawrence, who what uh, strip sack fumble for uh, recovery and six points last week. I think that's how that one went. Like this defense right now harkens back a lot to, um, I would say, like the Roger Staubach kind of days when they used to call them the no-name defense, and they were just kind of smothering with their front seven, and I think. This defense plays a lot in the same way in that their front seven is just smothering is the best words for it. I mean, they're just they're so good at getting guys in the backfield and wreaking havoc. Now, the uh, the one problem is now uh, Miles Sanders is having a banger of a year. Um, He is uh, 4.8 yards per carry and he's on pace for more than 1,400 rush yards this season. Now, he's facing a Cowboys team that's faced the fewest rushing attempts this season, allowing 4.7 yards per carry. But here's the interesting thing. When I dove deeper into that number, they've been able to bend but not break. They've only allowed one rushing touchdown this year. And now before I turn it back over to you, Andy, a good little prop bet for everybody I kind of dug into as well. Doing the rushing, Miles Sanders. His over-under for rushing yards is sitting at 66 and a half. And with Dallas's kind of weak or untested even rushing defense, plus Sanders' knack for just putting up yards, even if he's not getting it into the end zone, that total is ripe for an over. Well, it seems it seems low. But I honestly, if the Eagles have a decent shot of winning this game, they're going to have to own the time of possession and keep that that defense on the field, suck and win, and crank out the plays, uh, that's that's the key to winning. Make sure that the Dallas defense is on the field as much as possible. Um, you asked my opinion, uh, watching this number tick up through five and a half to six to six and a half. Um, every time that happens, the money line on 
Dallas goes up too. Now, do you have any thoughts on that one, Maddie? I do because this is Sunday night prime time, and this is a different Dallas team than I'm used to seeing, and they're not dependent on Dak. They're doing it with defense. Pollard is just fucking killing it in the run game, and Cooper Rush is leading the rush. Let me let me just say this. I want me some glory hole. I want me some glory hole. Give me the fucking Cowboys on the money line. They're my fucking money line Maddie pick this week. Let's do this. Oh. Oh. Got to co-sign that with you, Maddie. Got to co-sign that as much as it hurts. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. Dodgers are the best in the north and south, the east and west. And we connected like electric lights Remember all them days and nights Now we fight for the lay and that's right I'ma stay bolted for life And now finally, Monday night We head to Los Angeles Where the Chargers play host to the Denver Broncos uh, Los Angeles four and a half point favorites at home And it's this is just depressing Because obviously the NFL thought that with Russ Wilson at the helm that the Denver Broncos would be awesome in prime time. Such is not the case. In fact, I think the spread's even too low in this game. I'm I'm I look, look I don't even want to talk about this a bunch. I'm going with the Chargers. Chargers are 4 and 1 against the spread. Denver 1 and 4. Well, if I have to watch the Broncos in one more goddamn primetime game this week, I'm going to lose my shit. And if we were to consider this game in preseason, because they were supposed to be the best division in football, well, holy shit, they're the worst division in football. Uh, Brandon Staley, Christ, he got away with, with one last week in Cleveland, going for it on fourth down. Keenan Allen was even questioning the play call from his couch, WTF. I can't remember what that stands for, Matty. But you got Russell Wilson, who's dealing with a shoulder injury, expected to play this week. And now they've got an early season departure of Javante Williams, which is a huge hit to their running game. Like, And it's not even that they can't move the ball, because they can. They rank dead last, and by a lot, by the way, in the red zone touchdown scoring. They convert on just under, sorry, just over 22% of their trips inside the 20-yard line. And just to put that in perspective, the Vikings, who are exactly middle of the pack in the league, they convert at a 58% rate. And that's that's a terrible spread. Yeah. You know, the the Broncos are the most injured team in the NFL. They're close to fielding practice squad people at almost every position now. They're just so injured. I I don't understand, Andy. Maybe you can shed some light on this. Why the Chargers are only four and a half point favorites. I can't well, figure it a, out. I think they should be six and I a half. I think it's ticked up to five. Um. For the, okay, so Austin Eckler finally, he put up a buck 73 on the ground last week against Cleveland. And Herbert trails only Josh Allen in passing yards. Now, yes, of course, Joey Bosa's gone for the season, which is extremely unfortunate. But on paper, they're still one of the best rosters in football. And I've got absolutely zero trust in Nathaniel Hackett's ability to coach an NFL team, a NCAA football team, even a high school football team. Not qualified. And I see the Chargers, and I was just mentioned this before about the Cardinals, but they're going to have a statement divisional game here. And I think they're going to cover the five easily, easily. Show me your lightning bolt. 1.21 gigawatts! 1.21 gigawatts! 
All right, finally, we head to our teaser. Andy and I give you both a six-point teaser we like. And, of course, Andy, as a gentleman, I always allow you to go first. What's up, buddy? Oh, I appreciate that, Matthew. Uh, the first leg of the teaser, we're actually going to go to the aforementioned Peach State. And I wanted to take Atlanta against my 49ers from 5.5 to 11.5, going through the 7 and the 10. The 49ers have really found their groove running the ball. And they've had a pick six in each of the last two games, but I don't expect Marcus Mariota to be so generous. And right now the Falcons, only team in the NFL with a 5-0 and record against the spread. So they're at home with a low total. That's why I like them. In the second leg, it involves a very pissed-off Packers team who were, in, who were upset very publicly by the Giants in jolly old England last week. Once you apply the six points, we're only asking them to cover 1.5 points at home against the Jets, who are off a divisional win against Miami and their rookie third-string quarterback, Skylar Thompson. Again, to reiterate, Atlanta to plus 11.5, and we're going to take the Packers down to minus 1.5. The road dogs have been good to me this year, so I'm sticking with another road dog special. Uh, Sunday afternoon, Bills head into KC, and I'm going to take the Bills from minus two and a half to plus three and a half, going through obviously zero and three is some key numbers. And then I want to head over to Philly where Dallas comes to town. I like Dallas at plus six and a half. Well, I sure shit like him at plus 12 and a half. So take Dallas from plus six and a half to plus 12 and a half. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Thank you for listening to week six of Almost Wise Guys. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Then you won't miss a show. You can also hit us up on our website, almostwiseguys.com, for additional content and picks from all week six games across the NFL. From the Coast of Nostra Studios, Brandon the Prognosticator, Attridge, back at Almost Wise Guys Central. I'm Matty Buller. Get out and pick yourself a winner. If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you're a Packers fan, I don't have any friends. Please share it with two enemies. Tune in next week, same bet time on the same bet channel. Sayonara. Go Chargers, go! Hit them high, hit them low. Chargers, you're the best in the north and south, east and west. Go Chargers, go! We lead the charge and we connected like electric lights. Remember all them days and nights. Now we fight for the lay and that's right. I'ma stay bolted for life. Steady focus on them brains and sights. Remember all them days and nights. Now we love your lay. And now I'm strolling down the boulevard, clear my mesa. Reminiscing, but the game never changed us. Man, it grind, Tony sign, open gates up. All I ever hear from haters is the same stuff. Both gang, don't bang, bro, claim some. Shake defenders, breaking in the KA sun. Flash Gordon and Echo look if they plays on. Pouncy protector, river so strong. Hollywood, probably good, yeah, we own the land. Cause it's hunting season and we be eating lamb. Feeling sorry for y'all, cause you was just a fan of the faders and the queast donkeys in the Rams, Thunder Alley too lit, max voltage Walk through Oakland with a charger cap, that's voltage Bold trachos in the building, get the cannons loaded Die hard, blue and gold, never lose a stake This is the life, 
We lead the charge and we connected like electric lights Remember all them days and nights Now we fight for the lay and that's right I'ma stay bolted for life Steady focus on them rings and sight Remember all them days and nights Now we love the lay and that's right Showing by the sideline, beat those angles Bozing from the blind side, seeing angels Big Daddy, Cincinnati, no bangles Super male, fly through and put your soul in danger California, baby, really ain't nobody strangers The Danigans, we Hall of Famers Shutting down your corner Casey Hayward, Mike Dove coming up Tasting new flavor Feel up getting new weapons, know to shoot I'll take a clutch kicker, just a golden boot Derwin, whirlwind, yeah, he coming through Now all I wanna do is go and get some W's Get it in, only to secure the win Leader with men, shout out to Aunt Lynn This one going out to every Charger fan Die hard, both fam, let me see your hands for life We lead the charge and we connected like electric lights Remember all them days and nights Now we fight for LA and that's right I'ma stay bolted for life Steady focus on them rings in sight Remember all them days and nights Now we love in LA and that's right It's all about the youth man I'm trying to raise them right Whether it's San Diego, LA, it's California love Hands up, throw your votes up, right? Hey, you know what it is. Hey, son, who do we love and serve? God, country, and the Chargers.